This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. From the corporate office to the cab of a truck, they're here to inspire and empower women in all professions. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show that works to inspire and empower women in every profession and lifestyle. Whether you're at home, in the office, or in the cab of a truck, we help power you on the road to success. We tackle all kinds of topics and work to encourage women to be their very best with informative guests and women who've been champions. I'm Shelley. And I'm Kathy. No topic is taboo on our rig. We tackle the tough topics along with the not-so-tough topics. And we like to feature experts and celebrities who can assist women in being the very best they can be. Dating is one of those topics. We've covered it before, but it's never too much to talk about because it's an important one. Sometimes it seems women have to kiss a lot of frogs before they can find the right one. Some end up with some real doozies. And some of these guys have even been referred to as pigs when they're the obvious wrong choice. Today we have Michael Coogan, the co-author of Know Your Man, Playful Relationship Advice for Understanding Your Pig. Michael wrote this humorous book that's informative with William Burton. This great book talks about women who selected their man based on instinct, took him home, and sooner or later discovered not only did they have the wrong man, they in fact had acquired a real pig. They try to train him, but that just makes him ill-tempered and ornery. Nobody wants an ornery pig. So they dump him, and they go back to the pig pen to select another man who's often worse than the first one. As the book discusses, this cycle of embarrassment, frustration, and heartache dealing with total pigs can continue for years as women search for that special man to enjoy their life with. Michael has some terrific and humorous insight to help women stop making these mistakes. He could describe the nine different types of men, which is based on psychological tests. Welcome, Michael. This is terrific to have you on the show with us. Well, thank you. I appreciate being on your show today. You know, this is going to be a fun discussion. We've all heard the phrase, men can be real pigs. So what motivated you and your co-author to write about men who end up being real? (laughs) (laughs) Good good description. Um, A couple of things. I have an older sister and we used to have the conversation or her frustrations with meeting men and and she always seemed to pick the bad, the bad guy and, you know, try to make it work. And like you said before, just go back and back and forth, trying to find over and over again. And I used to tell her, I said, you know, look, men are, men are simple, but we're not stupid. You guys are complex and make things complex. And if you can kind of learn the, the perspective and angle and types of people we are, um, it's, we're a lot easier to, to deal with and, and work with. And, and one of the things I told her is, I, you know, there's always this, this, premise that most people have that men and women pick each other. And at the end of the day, we used to say, no, women choose men. You know, men don't choose women. I mean, women have the ultimate choice at the end of the day. I mean, if, if, if something's going to go forward, it's going to be based on the woman saying, yes, yeah, not the man. So, so we used to think, well, why don't, why don't women know all these things? And my friend Burton, we're complete polar opposites. We, we work together in, in high tech industry. We used to get together at lunch and dinners and talk and and have this humorous conversation. And then we start sharing that with people. And then I used to do some training in sales processes and I would use relationships as an example for explaining communication in business and people would laugh at it. So 
that's kind of the origination of it. And we thought, well, we should write this down and share some of the tips and perspectives from a male's perspective so that women would have some tools and approaches to be able to, to do this differently than what's assumed. Well, you know, it really resonates because I've heard more than once women talking, uh, God, he's a real pig. You know, it's, it, it's just <laughs> so appropriate. So what constitutes a pig versus a man? <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I mean, it's it, it, we kind of did the tongue in cheek when that term came up. I was actually meeting with some people in San Jose and and told a joke and a, a woman walked by. It was very crowded. We were outside on the patio and a woman walked by and, and kind of overheard the punchline. And she just said, you know, you guys are pigs. You guys are all pigs. And I, I said, well, wait a minute. And I said, that's not fair. I said, you know, they're. You're, you're right, we are, but there's good pigs and there's bad pigs, just like there's anything else in life. So why don't you know your pig and aren't you picking good pigs? And she turned around and said, <laughs> what, what are you talking about? And, and unfortunately, the friends that were with me had no idea that I already had the outline of the book. I was planning on doing this. And she goes, can I sit down? I said, sure. And I said, I said, look, I said, there's, there's good pigs and bad pigs. And if you understood how you select them, have some communication tips and approaches, and look at it with a little bit of humor, we're a lot easier to, to work with and help you find what you want. And guys that are real pigs know themselves and don't have a problem with being themselves and they want a relationship just like you do. So don't la label us all as bad pigs. So you know, one of the things we did was, was there's lots of psychological character tests out there. And, and one we chose was the Enneagram test. And I flew out and met Dr. Daniels, who was a Stanford PhD professor. And who created um, the Enneagram and met with him and said, can we use your output for this? Because it applies to men and women, but it's a real simple test that has nine character types. Mm -hmm. And it falls into, you know, pretty much everybody can find their, their type and, and your characteristics find on that. So if you know the type of, type of pig you're looking for a man and you know the state of mind they're in, you know, women are very complex. You know, one of the other things we did was, was, um, the science behind women's brains and men's brains is completely different. There was a female researcher called Lou Brezidine, I believe is how you pronounce it, who wrote a book called The Female Brain. And she was an MIT and Harvard professor who, who basically did a lot of scientific research and got a lot of flack for, for her output, but basically said the woman's brain is much more dense, smaller. It grows holistically. You know, at, at 16 weeks, when testosterone gets injected to the man's brain, it kind of disturbs the brain and focuses, doesn't grow holistically. Less neurons, grows bigger, focuses on hunting, gathering, you know, sexual conquest. Those areas grow bigger than the others. So the net of it was that women's brains are, they're, they're able to multitask. They can do multifunctions, multi-emotions. They can process things a lot quicker, which makes for the complexity. So having those two things, you know, okay, well, if, if, women act this way and men act that way, you know, what we broke it down is how do you simplify figuring out what a man is and how they act? One of the things we say is, you know, most men, and when, you know, one of the things the woman said too, she said, well, you guys are always horny. And I said, no, 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 men are in one of six states, you know, 90% of the time. And depending on that state is how you want to interact with them. So the six states are happy, hungry, horny, hurried, tired, and angry. And I used to say, look, if it sounds know, like the seven dwarfs, <laughs> right? Exactly. Snow White <laughs> you know, what dwarf for you? Dwarfs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I said, I could, I could tell you when I'm angry, I am not horny. <laughs> and when I'm hungry, you know, so, you know, you can have some fun with it. And, you know, from a communication point of view and stuff is like, okay, when I'm hungry, I, I can't think. You know, and so yeah. it became, the conversation became really fun and she started having fun 
And I said, look, guys get guys. And, and you guys overthink it because you're complex. But if you simplify it, look at it from, a, from our perspective, it's a lot easier for you. So there are nine pig types. What are the nine pig types? Um, well, we had taken the, we had taken the, um, the output of the Enneagram and kind of, kind of uh, re-labeled re, um, them just so we could have it. So basically the types are the excellent pig, the charitable pig, acrobat, sentimental, watcher, unbeliever, gourmet, guard pig, and diplomat. So I'm a type seven gourmet pig, which means I like good food, good wine, enjoyable times, make sure everybody's happy, having a fun, you know, high energy, get everybody talking, stuff like that. My co-author Burton is a type three pig. He's the Brian Dennehy type, the very astute, you know, conservative, has a huge presence, doesn't say a lot, walks into a room and everybody's like, oh my God, who's this guy? You know, quiet and speaks, speaks with authority. And, and people look at us and go, how do, two, how do you two get together? But we, we, have, a, we have a synergy kind of like you two do, mm-hmm. and, and it just connects. Mm-hmm. So we took the output of the Enneagram types and said, okay, how do we break this down and say, okay, this is kind of the characteristics. And when you read, you know, there's short paragraphs that say, yeah, and the whole book's not huge. It's 120 pages or so. It, the whole idea is to give you a, have fun, get an idea of the types of people, put a framework around and a process around how you engage people under the structure of having a conversation. And mm-hmm. guys, you know, like a lot of women say, well, there's no good men out there. Well, that's not true. There are good that's men out there. That's not true. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I come from a very abusive background my entire life. And so I had a real issue um, with men and my, uh, uh, the way I viewed them. And I ended up being becoming a heavy equipment operator going into a man's world. And literally I was only the third woman hired and we're now 170 and there's only 12 women. And wow. I was really apprehensive about that. But let me tell you something, I've been there for nine years and I have learned that there are so many good men and whatever the ones that I chose, the pigs that I chose <laughs> were okay. Well, maybe the, the two Worst pigs that I chose, I was really under the influence of alcohol, so you don't make good decisions. <laughs> right? Mm, right? Yeah. And then once I was in it, I was like, oh, how do I get out? Right. <laughs> but uh, no, but my job has taught me there's some excellent, excellent, excellent men out there that would have, they have taught me about, you know, patience and, and just general goodness <laughs> all around. Right. So, yeah. Right. And I tell women that a lot. Don't, don't base your, uh, don't put all all the, the men in the one pot, right? Because just because you, you had bad experiences, one or two or three, that doesn't mean they're all like that. Right. Right. Well, and there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of men out there when we were interviewing them and stuff like that. And friends of mine and people today, a lot of good men hate the fact that a lot of other men have screwed it up for them. Yeah. And so they're on the same page as women. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, did you want to maybe go through the different pigs, the nine different pig types? Type one I'm seeing is the excellence pig. Maybe kind of summarize all the characteristics for everybody. That'd be good. Um, well, I can I can go. I haven't. I can going through each one is kind of. I can go in a little bit on each one. I can tell you more about me and Burton and stuff. I mean, each one is kind of unique. Um, I would say that is more of a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that we found with people is that a lot of them, the communication questions um, and style and, and, and uh, versus the personality types, people usually have, you know, one or two or three types they like, you know, outward expressive mm-hmm. um, types versus the actual communication. The communication seem to be the types that 
that got people really um, interested in terms of how they communicated with somebody as a man. Are there? But I can, but I can if you like, whatever you like to do. I mean, you can do. Yeah, I mean, maybe just a brief sentence for each one, because I think women want to know which is the most desirable pig, or which one should be bacon. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's the thing. It's 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 specific to a woman. Okay. So what you like might not okay. be uh, what someone else likes, and it's you know that's like I said we had we've had times when we talked with women's groups and. And I did, a, I did a speech with 20 women here the other well, last year here in Scottsdale. And, you know, one of the things that's interesting about this kind of dialogue is that in the book, even though it's a small book and it's humorous and all that, it becomes the item that allows, allows men and women to open up and talk proactively without having their guard up. Mm-hmm. Because the item becomes a, okay, well, what type are you? And guys that are real and authentic you know, usually if they don't know about the Enneagram or psychological tests, most of them do. They'll say, oh, I'm this type of person. They want to have that dialogue to showcase who they are. Right. And as I said, with some of the, some of the women um, groups and people we've talked in the past, they'd say, well, I'd say here, I'm type seven. I'm, you know, gregarious, hearty in your face. Burton's very reserved, quiet, you know, has likes to have the, his, you know, his wife on his arm and walk, you know, with a lot of sophistication through a place and be, mm-hmm. be, be revered and stuff. And women would say, well, I don't like that type. I like this type. I've dated that type. I don't like this type. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, I'm comfortable with being who I am. You know, then don't pick my type. You're the one that picks me. So it's a response. There's, there's a two-role responsibility. One, the woman's got to choose the guy and know what she's choosing. Mm-hmm. Sure. The, guy, the guy needs the, the, the biggest downside to this is that women would come back and go, well, guys aren't being guys. Well, you're going to pick on the wrong guys. Find guys that are real because they are very authentic and they will say who they are. Right. And they'll be, they'll be proud of it. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at TruckingMovesAmerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Michael, your insight is, is just terrific in this book. And it's, it's amusing at the same time, but I think it really drives home a point and is offering some great information on dating. I was thinking if we could unpack each personality type. The, the pig type. Uh, people could have a better concept of, of what you're doing, what you wrote. The excellence pig, is that somebody that's a perfectionist or? Um, yeah, let me get, let me pull the book up. I, mean, I forgot some of those, some of those guys. That, I don't know, off the top of my head, but. Uh, I've had to change my, uh, uh, when I look at my pattern of choices in men over the years, I've actually, the ones that I'm attracted to, I've now decided, because I've been single for a while, and I decided, you know what? Whatever I'm attracted to, I'm not going for. <laughs> right. right. I'm going to try something different, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, so, like, yeah. Go, through, go through the types and pick out the, this, this, the type of pig you like. Oh, my sure. God. Yeah, and then start looking for it, and if they don't qualify, I can cut them loose. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I, I probably dated every kind of pig you, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, like, if you go, like, so we go through the types, like, so excellence pigs, you know, he said they're conscientious, ethical, with a strong, persistent, pig headed sense of right and wrong. Okay. I mean, you can tell, I'm sure you've talked to people that based on the, you know, when you back up a minute, when you talk about looking at this from a structure and a framework in your mind of, okay, what type is this person? What state are they in? And how are they communicating? Just those asking yourself those three questions puts you in a whole different perspective when you're talking to a man. Right. You're listening for things like that that says, you know, right and wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have this whole like everything, you know, one of the things we said in it is that, you know, excellent pig will launch into sudden and puzzling crusades to make changes to the pen. So it's like, this has got to be right. You know, you've seen those type of people like right and wrong, black and white. There's no gray. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that does that work for you? Right? Is that your type of person that, that you like or not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. You know, it says, like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to uh, go on to the next pig, but if you had something else to add, that that's fine. I'm I was going to say, you know, <laughs> one of the things, summaries we said about it is, that, you know, they're usually loners in the pen because other pigs get tired of the constant fixes going on around them. You know, hmm. not, not surprisingly, they have problems with resentment and impatience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, as, as a guy, you, I've worked with guys like that where you just I had a guy in marketing I worked with who, you know, when he fixed a PowerPoint slide, he was so amoratentive about it, it had to be mm. this way, right, mm-hmm. wrong. And it's like, anytime you engage with this guy, we're like, oh my God, Alan's a type one. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Type two is a charitable pig. What is that? So charitable pig is like a caring interpersonal type. Um, you know, so, you know, we said often considered to be, you know, rare and desirable by women. So, um, you know, from they, their feelings get hurt, they retreat to corner. If you kind of say something negative about them, they're very sensitive, you know, and they, they kind of stay stuck in their for a while because they're just, they get up in their head. Um, you know, they're, they're possessive and they have problems saying what their needs are. So you're always trying to figure out what they're doing, what they're saying. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost kind of like the. I'd always call it kind of like the mama's boy that you're always like, you're always fighting the mm. relationship with their mom because you can never understand what yeah. they want. Mm. Uh, yeah. You don't want to have a guy where, you you know, the mother-in-law is going to probably, you know, be sharing your bed in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they sulk a lot. They get, you know, very codependent on things. And, you know, guys typically don't have number two guys, pigs as friends. Okay. There's too much, mm-hmm. too much. Now type three is an acrobat pig. Yes. So that's Burton. My, my co-author Burton is an acrobat pig, you know, very success oriented, self-assured, smooth, charming, sophisticated, you know, brings home the bacon, mm-hmm. you know, has, has a standard for his relationship. They, you know, they, they typically, they're typically workaholics, you know, work long hours, you know, want to do the right thing, make sure they're the provider, ambitious, you know, they have energy, high energy, but there's not very like outward spoken you know, and it's, and then one of the things we put in there, and I actually, me and Burton had a good laugh about this, is be very careful, though. Don't laugh at them because they can be vindictive as hell. <laughs> Ooh. And, and that's very true about him. You know, I, mm-hmm. I'll call him on his BS sometimes and, oh, my God, the wrath. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good for women to know. Certainly, uh, they, they know how to approach the their pig. <laughs> right. Right. So type four is a sentimental pig. Yeah. So think of the type four as an artist, creative type, you know, very, very introspective and romantic and, you know, a little bit moody, 
you know, they, they're very um, always dealing with their inner angst and, you know, trying to resolve that. And there's never a solution for that. And, you know, so the very, you know, again, I, I always say the creative type. I mean, it, again, the Enneagram applies to women and to men. Right. Um, and I would say, you know, my sister is the artist type. She fits the same thing. So it's the same thing with the man. I mean, it's very, you know, very spirited. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, that whole, that whole, is they're always in their head about something and their creativity and everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can be a bit distracted, but maybe also have more empathy. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, you've, you've, you know, you've seen the artist type. They dress that way. They got that creative type, oh, the sure, man, sure. Bun, man bun and the, you know, all that stuff. And Yoga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got their Lululemon pants on. And... Yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Now, type five's the watcher pig. Yeah, so watchers are guys that are um, um, like the brain brainiac type, very smart, always observing, you know, always right. You have to, all the knowledge. Um, they're the guys that you know you get stuck in a corner at a party and and you can't shut them up. They tell you how smart they are. Yeah, <laughs> you're looking for be... ways to escape. Uh-huh. Yeah, they sit like... there and tell you, you know, look, I'm I'm a really important person. I'm really smart, and if you don't believe me, then you know, ask anybody around here, and and then they talk to you about thirty minutes about that, and then they'll stop. Oh, say, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, they... I've been mm. I've been occupying the conversation. Let me. What do you think about me? Go ahead. You tell me about me now. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of the know-it-alls that make you want to really gag. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 You ask them the time and they build you a watch. They build the factory and, you know, <laughs> mine the dirt, everything else to get it there. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> now, type six is the unbeliever pig. Yeah. So think of um, unbeliever pigs as, <clears throat> excuse me, as people that are want to be part of the team, want to be, you know, part of the group. Right. So, you know, they, they, they say that a lot, but then they only participate a little bit, maybe a quarter to a third of the time. So, you know, it's like they, they kind of overwhelm you, maybe, maybe even just, I don't know, what's the term? There's not all these different terms these days for relationships, but that where they just kind of smother you with, with love and attention. And as soon as you say yes, or you're interested, then they back off and go, well, yeah, but I'm kind of busy too. You know? mm, that sounds like a narcissist. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're great for the setup, but then they're like, "Hey, let's play now." Yeah, right, right. So we we say they're kind of like Dobermans. You know, they show best when they when they have a task they can execute well on and receive praise for it. But if you leave them alone, they'll assign them something that has nothing to do with what you're dealing with. Oh, funny. That's a great description. Type seven's the gourmet pig. Is this somebody who cooks a lot, or so that's me. Um, <laughs> I'm a seven and yes, I do cook. I love to cook, okay. but yeah, awesome. gourmet pig is more of just enjoying the the great things of life. Okay. Right. Um, and, and yes, I can speak from experience it can be completely overwhelming. I'm, I'm described as, you know, the switch is either on or off. There's no like gray area. So it's, you know, we can be very, have very diverse interests and be enthusiastic across the board on all of them. Yeah. And so, I mean, part of the things we do is we're very process oriented and we always, we always have a vision for constructing the patterns of, of what we're seeing and things like that. And it can be, can be very daunting because it's kind of like nonlinear thinking sometimes where people are mostly linear. And what's the yeah. next pig type I'm looking at? Uh, type eight is the guard pig. Is this somebody that uh, really watches over and, and you feel safe with this pig or? Yeah, guard guard pigs are uh, guard pigs are challenger pigs type. We say they're like kind of challenge. The best way to describe guard pigs is they're um, they're kind of like the, for lack of a better word, the New York 
New York style mentality, that in your face, very direct. What's the matter you type thing? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking to me? You're looking at me? You're talking to me? Yeah. I mean, one of my my close friends in New York, Bill Brown, and he's he's, he's a uh, guard pig and he's like that. Someone would look at him at a restaurant. He's like, yeah, you have a question? Like, can I help you? Like, you looked over at me. What what would you need? You know, (laughs) you know, very intense, very intense. Mm -hmm. Okay. But very protective, right? Very, very self-confident. Almost, you know, there's a difference between the narcissistic kind of mentality versus the overconfident type. Okay. Yeah. Takes a lot of risks, you know, um, not afraid of confrontation, you know, welcomes confrontation. Hmm. Type nine I'm seeing is the diplomat pig. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always laughing when you're, you're saying it out loud because I have so many friends that are all these different types and it just brings to mind their personality. See if you say it, but um, you know, it's, it's literally like a, like a diplomat, very sophisticated, very assured, very confident, you know, feels they can influence everybody. They're like a center of it. They're not the center of attention, but they're the guys that kind of slow everything around them. Right. So, um, one of the examples we use in the book is said, you know, James Taylor is a type nine pick, you know, has that, has that kind of very sophisticated, nice, but they always have the, can't we all just get along? They don't, they don't like they don't like when people aren't happy and getting along, but they're very sophisticated about how they deal with it and make sure that there's, you know, things are peaceful, communication takes, takes precedence, and that they can help bridge the communication between everybody. Okay. So they see, they see all the situations without being stuck in it themselves. So, and again, I'm sure both of you have experienced people like that, where you're, I think to women that have complained about it was like, we could never get they're always constantly trying to do stuff outside themselves. So I can never understand what they're about. Yeah. And I hmm. think there's some men out there that really don't want you to know them. They want the right. fear of mystery and maybe it's kind of a game. Um, that's frustrating. It's like, really? Yeah. Get real. That's, that's, <laughs> I call that the secret type 10, which we didn't put in the book, which is someone who's lost their inner pig. They don't Ooh, want to know. I like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You don't want to lose your inner pig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually said that to a guy at a bar one time and he was negating the whole conversation with a bunch of women and, I, and he was a little bit drunk. And I said, you've lost your inner pig. And it almost came to blows because he was so pissed off. I challenged his ego. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking yourself way too serious, guy. This is supposed to be fun. There's supposed to be, you know, women like fun. Yeah. Share who you are. Have fun with it. Let they're going to pick you. You don't get to decide. I think the hardest part for men is letting go of that they're making the decision. They're not. Well, you know, if they do any kind of reading, um, and if they watch Mother Nature, uh, it's the female who selects the mate. Absolutely. It, it's not the other way around. Right. <laughs> right. Where? where yeah. yeah. Where have you ever heard you know, the guy comes out and goes, "Yep, yeah, look, I met her and I picked her, and yeah, we're getting along great, and so lucky." <laughs> Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors, coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Sh- 
Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. So, Kathy, I know I've probably dated a number of these different pigs. How about you? Well, I can't really say um, the, the the two men that I was with before my my recent ex husband. They were uh, it was all about domestic violence, and it was, it was just pigs in general, right? Right. Um, my ex husband that I just left. Uh, it's been three years. I've been single now. He's been he was actually really good. Like I, I couldn't. We never even fought. Not once in eight years. You know, we were more best friends than anything. But um, and to honestly say, I've been single it's be three, four years now, and I've dated twice, okay, and never enough to really <laughs> get to. I don't know what what description would be the too clingy kind. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Always want okay. my attention, and I, I I'm sorry, I'm I'm busy. I just yeah, can't give it. <laughs> I've dated that, yeah. You know, oh, like clingy, a, a clingy yeah. and insecure. Yeah. And I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm busy, man. Like I can't, I can't do it. And so, or anybody that's too questioning all my moves, like that ain't happening either. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. No, no. So yeah, I don't know. We, I, talk, I don't we know. talked about that earlier too, about, I think you know, there's a certain category of women, both of you are very strong women. And unfortunately I think in society that it's, it's a, it's rare. It's hard to find men that can appreciate strong women that are confident in themselves and know themselves to know that that's a real benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like, uh, yeah. I was on these dating apps and I, and I put the, you know, I'm a heavy equipment operator. And I put the picture of my equipment. Well, believe it or not, it's intimidating more men than it is complimenting me. Right. Right. <laughs> so I, right. I just said, you know what? I just, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to wait, forget it. <laughs> Stay single. And it's crazy. We're in the 21st century. You wouldn't think that that would be a problem, but uh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's because they know that I, it's just my personality now. I mean, if you can operate equipment that size and I do all that I do all over the world and I just don't put up with crap. Right. And um, I'm not easily influenced or manipulated. And especially coming from my background, I mean, I'm watching for red flags a mile away. Right. And so, yeah. And if if something comes up, I'm going to address it immediately as opposed to, oh, it'll be fine. You know, he'll get better. I'll love him to death and it'll be. Yeah. Hell no. No, no. You can't love anybody to change. right? (laughs) You can't can't change anyone. That's absolutely true. Right. So I'd rather address it head on and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm seeing and whatever. So maybe that's why I'm single. <laughs> no, no, I don't think, I don't think the problem, I think part of the problem is there's two, two problems. There's a dynamic between, you know, there's, there are a lot of good men out there that are tired of the same game that women are fighting. You know, everybody's fighting against the people that have screwed up the, the dance between men and women. And so a lot of good men give up and they're busy with their careers and stuff like that. Yeah. But there are a lot of men that I've talked to, they're like, I think part of the problem is when, when women say I'm a strong woman, that means something different to everybody versus Mm -hmm. what it really means, right. For what women are strong women. And I think it needs to be defined more because when, when, when women like identify that there's, there's a lot of men, especially as you get older that are like, Hey, I want a woman that's independent. It's got her own stuff. Who's capable, confident, and it's not the games. But, they, but they've been playing so many games with, you know, women that are, you know, the opposite of all the games women have played mm-hmm. with men. Sure. I think it takes an extra effort to, to identify. But one way I think you can do that is like what you just said is I'm a strong woman and this is what it means to me to be a strong woman. Yeah. And yeah. this is what I'm yeah. looking for. How about you? What are your what's your type and what are you looking for? Because yeah. there's been so many guys out there that's, you know, same thing. Everybody's got their complaints and frustrations. And, 
and and they're like, there's no good women out there. And I'm like, there's a ton of good women. There's more good women out there than there are good men. Well, the thing yeah. like in my case is that my work schedule, a lot of men want women there every night to be able to go do things with or cuddle or whatever, right? Do activities. I'm gone, right? I don't, right? I don't I'm think gone. that's true. I don't think so, that's true. You have really, to kind of adapt true. to my schedule or, or not. And are you, I think, you know what? You'll always be happy to see me. <laughs> You'll never get sick of me. <laughs> no, but, but, the, but, but the guys that are, the guys that want, the men that want strong women don't want that. They're busy too. They, they see. There's that expectation that everybody has that. Oh my God! One side or the other says, "Oh, you want this every night." My my girlfriend's a very strong woman, and and she made it really clear when we first met. I'm a strong woman. I have my own business. I have this. I have my friends. This and this and this. I don't have time to screw around. I don't have time for games. I don't have time for BS. And yeah. this is what I'm about. What are you about? Now I had the advantage of having written the book, and I handed it to her, and I said, "Well, how many guys show up with an owner's manual?" Here you go. Oh, I wish they did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I go, well, and I said that I said, you know, the premise of this book is, is, you know, you choose men, women choose men. And so mm-hmm. here's who I am. And you tell me, you know, I mean, obviously we're attracted to each other and we're having a glass of wine, but at the end of the day, you need to tell me if you're interested or not. If you're not, let me know. Don't waste your time. Don't waste mine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And she started laughing. She's like, oh my God, this is such a refreshing conversation. <laughs> like you're not going to take it personal or, or upset if I don't choose you. No. Cause that's how it works. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of men know it works that way, but you got to get past that wall layer between of expectations because there's, like I said, there's a lot of men out there. I don't care if they're a janitor or a CEO that we've talked to that sit there and go, I'm just, I have no time for the game. I hate the game. I hate the chase. It's mm-hmm. not the way it used to be. Oh, yeah. it's still the same game. It just kind of absolutely. Changed. Um, oh yeah, but it's yeah. just all the BS that you know the history of like. Oh, I know. That's why I yeah. decided. That's why I quit the whole dating app thing. I can't, I can't stand it. It's like, oh my god, superficial bull. Excuse my language, but I oh I can't. I don't have time for that. I'm like, forget it. Just forget it. I just right. yeah. <laughs> What happened to ever meeting somebody in the grocery store? Yeah, exactly. Do you think that these games are played because it's a way of people putting up walls or something? I think it's just because society sets this expectation and for lack of thinking and being proactive and someone else saying, try something different. People just assume that's what you do. Uh Like when I was, when I was, before we got in this relationship, you know, you know, well, when we did the pig book the first time I was in Toronto and other places that I was dating at the time. And I, I had this little pink, pig keychain on my keys and i'd set it on the bar and of course women would come on it like what was that for your nephew or your nieces or something i said no i'm doing this book and and i'd just say look here's the thing here's again the book opens up a possibility of cutting through the to go look this if guys guys roles they got to feel confident who they are and say this is who i am this is what i'm about this is who i am you're going to pick it or not if you don't that's fine no skin off my back we haven't wasted each other time and then it would happen people would be fascinated it would start a dialogue because then the, the stigma of, oh, I got to keep my ego up and act like I'm some I'm not and try to attract them. It's mm-hmm. like, no, no, I'm busy. You're busy. Makes sense. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of. And join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. 
Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada. She's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. Now, the six pig states, this this applies to every pig, am I correct? Happy, hungry, yes. hurried, horny, angry, tired. Yes. Um, so what's the best pig state to have? I guess it depends on... <laughs> you know. Again, it comes back, comes, back to, comes back to you, right? You choose, right? right? It's, it's being able to understand, not control, but understand. Like if you need, you know, like some of the communication tips that tied in with the states are quite interesting, which is, you know, again, if... If someone's hungry, even if you're a woman and you're hungry, you're not going to be in a state of mind to listen to a deep conversation and deal with someone. Nope. Same thing as if okay. you're tired, you know, or if you're sure. hurried, you're hurried at work and it's like, call up, hey, I wanted to talk to you about our relationship. You're like, hey, I'm in the middle of a crisis right now at work. I can't deal with this right now. Let's pick a better time. Right. So, you know, again, it's, you know, women, women are much more sophisticated about communication and timing and, and knowing, I mean, look, do you have dogs? I'm sure you've had dogs in your life. Um, I've had two dogs, but I primarily have had cats. Yeah. Okay. Well, even cats, right? You know when your cat needs to pee and you know when it needs to eat. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a mystery. You look at the cat and you're like, well, he's hungry. <laughs> right. It's so. like, it's like you're not going to go play with the cat when he's hungry because he's not going to have, he's not going to spend a minute with you. It's like, I want to eat right now. Mm-hmm. You know, men are simple like that, right? We're simple. We're not complex. So same thing with the state of mind. Like, okay, what state is he at? You know, does he have low blood sugar? He carry a carry a Snickers bar in, in the bag with you. And here, use Snickers before we have the conversation, <laughs> right? So women should carry around maybe a little bag for the for their their pig. He's like, here, yeah. honey, eat this. Yeah. yeah, carry a piggy treat if he's low on blood sugar. Yeah, <laughs> like you do with a toddler, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it sounds. I mean, men hate hearing that. They're like, oh, I'm not that simple. Yeah, you are. It really yeah. is. Just accept how you are. It's like, yeah, when you're hurried and you're in business and zoom, you don't have time for that. You need to, you know, be in the state of mind to deal with it. So be in the right state. Sure. Hmm. Well, this is good insight for women to know when they can approach their pig and right. and get the best result because obviously you don't want an ornery pig. So now oh. we're going to have all these women going home analyzing, <laughs> analyzing <Yes>. their spouse. <laughs> right. Oh, absolutely. I, I think I mentioned I mean, <clears throat> when we talked before, when we were setting this up, I, when we were doing this and I was flying around the world doing things, I met a young, or not young, I met an older couple that was celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary from, from England out of Wales. Cute little couple. They were about four foot eight, four foot six each, been married 50 years, sat next to them in the lounge, strike up a conversation. And they were out here and doing the tour around the U.S. for their anniversary. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I mentioned about the book and I said, well, maybe you guys could tell me some secrets. You guys obviously got it right. And so I gave them a copy of the book. Long story short, they're like, can we write you after? Yeah, sure. The li- wife's like, can I ask you questions? I'm like, yeah, th- you've already got this right. It's like, it's supposed to be fun. 
you know, the, the art of losing the fun of communicating and having a relationship. That's what it's all about. But sure, you can write me. And so send him a book. Three weeks later, I get a note from the man on email saying, hey, the wife's got the book. She's posted notes in the corner. She's writing and highlighting it. She's looking at me while I'm doing things. What am, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> I said, just be yourself. You know, she's just observing you from a different perspective. Sure. But just be yourself. Don't change anything. And then, of course, she wrote questions. And I said, yeah, it's just you're, you're, you know, you're overthinking this. Everybody overthinks it. It's like, have fun. Everybody gets sucked into the emotion of, of drama and everything was things these days, like step back relationships are supposed to be fun and you can use the differences in communication and your states to figure it out. I think people have a hard time lightening up today. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 Like my, my girlfriend likes to, you know, she clearly explained to me before and again, and I missed it and I had to, you know, admit I missed it. But you know, when I get frustrated or she gets frustrated, she needs a hug. And I'm like, when I'm in my state of anger or frustration, the last thing I want to do is hug anybody. <laughs> sure. But she's very clear. And I'm like, okay, we, we communicated and bridged a gap. It's okay. She goes, well, that's how it, how I open up and be able to deal with things. Okay. Got it. I can do that. So has this book with um, people who've read that, have they told you this has improved their communication, not only in oh, dating, yeah. but in their relationships as well? Oh Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a, uh, we have a link in the book. We had a, we actually got interviewed playboy radio interviewed us when we did the book before and had us come out to their studio in LA and Very it was cool. actually the high, highest rated radio show at the time with all the call-ins and stuff. And, and basically they said, after we did the interview, they said, you need to write an article for the magazine uh, on sex. And so we thought about it and we came up with an article. It didn't get accepted, but we ended up saving it and calling it the hidden chapter. And so we would send it out to people and things. And then, and so then people would write back and say, I got the book, had this, talked to my wife. You know, we, we learned some new things. We tried some things. We laughed most of the time about it because we just were so damn serious before. She says, but that hidden chapter really got our attention. <laughs> <laughs> and so last, last year when I did this speech with the women's group here, same thing, sent them the book and then sent them the chapter after. It's just a small article, really, but it's quite direct and quite funny. And said, well, I'll send you the thing you can distribute to the group and then you give me feedback. And so then about a month later, the lady called me up. She said, do you want the feedback? I said, absolutely. She goes, everybody loved the book. They had good laughs with it. And then the hidden chapter was a real hit. And you're credited with saving two marriages and three relationships and five guys want to buy you a beer. (laughs) How very cool is that? That's great. So, you know, again, the whole idea is, and I won't tell you it's all about it because it's, it's some, we can do another session on that if you want later, but basically it's about communicating and having, having a dialogue on topics or issues that are frustrating for both people. And once you say, okay, let's, let's, let's divorce the energy between us and make it about the document or the book, or let's look at it from this perspective, it just opens up dialogues on both parts sure. and perceptions. I have a brother who's got five kids and was married 14 years. And I sent him the article just to get a, to get a feedback on. And, and unfortunately his, his wife's not, we're not very friendly together. And just, I know she doesn't like me and I'm not really care about her, but be that as it may, she got on the phone and was reading the article at the same time to my demise. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Oh no, I'll never get invited for Thanksgiving now. And, and it was about sex, you know, between a couple and stuff. And, and they started talking while I'm on the phone. And I'm like, <clears throat> hello, I'm on the phone. Hello. <laughs> I, I can, can hear, hear you. you. <laughs> right. And, and all of a sudden they're talking and, and it opened up this dialogue. And 
she was like, Oh, I didn't know this. Oh my God. This is so amazing. I never, Oh my God. And, and then she's, you know, my brother's like, so where, what level are you at? Talks about the levels of basically the levels of communication and, and interest in sex and talking about it and being open about it and communicating and, and, you know, scale from zero to five and, you know, zero is never do it. And five is can't get enough of it somewhere in between. And, and, uh, he's like, so, you know, if she reads their article, he goes, so honey, where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> and, and three is like, you know, I like it, but I don't like talking about it. And my brother's like, he goes, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a three, but I want to be a four where four is I love to talk about it with my partner and communicate what works and doesn't and not have all the stress. And, and my brother's like, I had you at a low two. <laughs> you know? And so then all of a sudden they hang the phone up. I got to go click. And the next day he calls up and he goes, you know, I got to tell you, as a brother and as a man, he goes, for 14 years, I have tried everything to have that damn dialogue. He goes, you've got to get that thing published. <laughs> it just opened up a whole new That's world. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because it seems like sex is one of the most misunderstood topics in a relationship. It's an important component, but somehow it's still a mystery. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that it's, it's I think there's a lot of semantic semantical problems between men and women. And it's probably more so men than women because women are very clear when they're communicating what they want and talk about. And, mm -hmm. and guys, because most guys, because of their egos and maybe their frustration, they, they take a semantical definition of what they think that means right? versus really understanding and communicating. Well, what does that mean to you? Just like I said, what is, you know, when you say you're a strong woman, to me, what I hear is, okay, what is that? I, I can say what I think it means, but what do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? What does that mean being a strong woman? Being independent and, and uh, knowing your own mind and being able to make decisions and not being a doormat, um, going after things, um, being considerate, taking initiative, uh, not taking a back seat. Um, I guess, you know, those are just some of the characteristics, but yeah. Right. Okay. So then, so then as a man hearing that, I think most men would sit there and think, oh my God, she, she doesn't need anything from me the way they most would hear it mm -hmm. versus then adding on to that going and this is what I need in a relationship or in a relation or in a dating thing or what I'm looking for in a, in a partner. Mm -hmm. Well, I think people evolve, you know, f from teenage years as they go through the decades and in, in some of this being independent and strong. I mean, you could still be a great team player. Right. But I, but I think men don't evolve as fast as women do. And so I think there's a, a catch 22 in that, in that women, women give up. You have to, <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to explain it a little more to the ape mind of a man. Yeah. You have to speak slowly and carry a big crayon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to enunciate your words and open your mouth more and say, so what that means to me is I need a strong man that doesn't get intimidated by me being independent. Right. You know, and there's guys out there, but like, so here's the flip side of the conversation that women have about being strong is men, as they get serious and authentic about being in a relationship, the worst thing they want is a clinger, someone that clings on and doesn't have independence and, you know, oh, doesn't yeah. have a life. Mm -hmm. And so flip the coin about how they're perceiving it. And there's a balance in there somewhere. Right. So again, real pigs and real guys want the same thing you do. It's just the semantics. Of how do you get there? And what does that really mean? Cause they're out there. We've talked to hundreds of them. They're out there and they just give up. They're like, there's just, you know, they, they hear a lot of, sometimes they hear the, the frustration and game versus, you know, Wow, here's a confident woman, and she can allow me to be a man 
and she can be a woman. She can be feminine and a woman and independent, and I can be mm-hmm. a man and strong and, and, and do my man thing. Yeah, takes out all the intimidation. This is a great conversation starter, Michael. Um, where do people find your book? This is a great way to really open up the perspectives, and I think you'll help a lot of people. Thank you. Um, it's on Amazon right now under Know Your Man. You can go on there and order it, and I believe we have the Kindle version, and we'll, the website, unfortunately, hasn't got back up yet. That's It'll be up soon um, where they can go and register, and then we can send them the hidden chapter Um we left it out of the book because it's a little racy and, you know, we have different audiences. So, <laughs> so, so I've already, the people have already started, you know, where's the, you know, where's the website? I want to get the hidden chapter so we can send that to them as well. But, but it's, again, the whole idea is to, the whole idea of the premise of the book and what we did it for was just to foster communication from a different perspective and do it with humor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. do it with fun. And, and, you know, like I said, most, you know, 95% of the men we've engaged think they read it and they go, this is stupid. This is so obvious. Women all know this. I'm like, oh, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and then women read it and they go, I have never looked at it from this perspective. It's hysterical and it's fun. It's lighthearted. And it, it again, some of the couples we've met when they've done it, oh my God, it's been just a joy to hear break through walls and laugh at themselves and try different things. I mean, even on the communication tips that we did when we did a, the interview we did with, with, I don't know, three, 400 men, what the question was like, what, what three to five things would you tell your partner or wife without it, that it works for you in communication as a man that you would say to her, if you had, if you knew there was no retribution for saying it. I think this book is, is a great way to approach things and people are going to get a, a great perspective. When they have fun, I think that they're going to be able to absorb the information better too. So people should just Google Know Your Man, correct? Yeah, just type Know Your Man, Amazon or Amazon Know Your Man. It'll, it'll pull up right there and you can order it online. And, and I think, like I said, I think, believe there's a Kindle version out now as well. And- Excellent. I really enjoyed talking to you, Michael. And I love this book. It's self-effacing, it's funny, and it's informative. Excellent. This has been fun. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. It was great talking to you. And we'll, we'll hope to talk again here in the future. That sounds terrific. Thank you, Michael. I wanted to thank everybody for listening to this great episode. And if you want to hear more episodes of Women Road Warriors or learn more about our show, be sure to check out womenroadwarriors.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at sjohnson at womenroadwarriors.com. <laughs>